We started speaking about the main subject of this mimer yesterday, the king Achashverosh, but obviously also reflecting the king above, stretching out his golden scepter to Esther, also reflecting Knesset Yisrael. In order to understand this, we're going to examine the difference between Purim and other Yamim Tevim. And that's the opening of this next section in the Maimur, Vihine Amr Razal. Our sages have taught that Kol Hamayadim Yu Betalim, Laasid Lavai, Chutzmi Purim. All the other holidays, when Mashiach comes, will no longer be active, at least in the way they are now, except for Purim. What does it mean they will be battle? They will no longer be active when Mashiach comes. So it's explained in other places in Chassidus with the language that Chazal used, Sharga Betiara, like a candle in sunlight. A candle in sunlight is useless. In a dark room, a candle gives light. In sunlight, a candle is just swallowed up in the much greater light from the sun. Similarly, the Yamim Tevim, when Mashiach comes, the energy of each Yom Tev it's not that this Yom Tov will be cancelled. Like the person who came on Rosh Hashanah to the Reformed Temple and there was a sign on the door that said closed for the high holidays. Hmm. <laughs> it's not that the Yom Tovim will be cancelled, God forbid. It's that the power and energy and godliness that will shine when Mashiach comes, which we spoke a little bit about yesterday, will be so much greater and so much more all-encompassing that Pesach will just be like a regular weekday. It won't be special, it won't be unique, it won't be unusual. But Purim is still going to stand out. Why will Purim stand out? So in order to understand that, we need to examine, we need to take a look at... We, we need to take a look at what Yamim Tevim are. What are Yamim Tevim about? So let's see inside. So first, it quotes a pasuk. Shenemar, it says in the Megillah, V'yimei ha-purim v'chulu v'zichram la-yosuf mizaram. These days of Purim, their remembrance, la-yosuf, will not end. Mizaram from their children. That means that the remembrance of the days of Purim will be forever. This is in the end of Megillah's Esther. 
וגם אמר רזל, הסייג'ס אלסו סי, דאט הלכס אינן בטלס לאסד לווי. דאט הלכס will not become battle when Mashiach comes. There's something special about halachis, which we will learn about in the course of the Maimer, which they too will continue to shine, continue to be outstanding, even when Mashiach comes. And the idea is, so first we need to look and take and understand what Yom Tev is. What is every Shabbos and Yom Tev? So, if you want to understand, according to the lenses of Chassidus, the idea of Shabbos and Yom Tov, the idea of every holiday, so that idea can be appreciated with two words, that are used to describe what occurs every Shabbos and Yom Tov. And those two, two words are? No. Aliyas Ha'ilamis. The rising up of the worlds. Every single Shabbos, there is an Aliyas Ha'ilamis which occurs. Every single Yom Tov, there is an aliyah sa'ilamis which occurs. There is the rising up of the worlds. And this is something which is discussed in many places in Chassidus and more at length. This concept of aliyah sa'ilamis, a Kabbalistic concept, but a concept which reflects for us what occurs and makes a Shabbos or a Yom Tov, the day, special. Let's say you have forced air heating, right? So in order to maintain a certain temperature, every once in a while, depending on how cold it is outside, there's a little burst of air for several moments, several minutes, whatever it is, in order to... Um, uh, to encompass the room with this warmth and keep the temperature comfortable, right? That's how it works. It's keeping a certain steady temperature through every periodically um, infusing the air with warmth. Arnishames we're sent down here into this world with a mission. Our mission is to make a dear betachtenim. But it's a cold, dark world. So what Hashem did, so to speak, when He created the worlds was He built into the fabric of time, periodical infusions of light and warmth. And that's what Shabbos and Yom Tov is. It's a burst of light and a burst of warmth to fill the air so that we're not in such a cold and dark place.
Understood? Mm-hmm. Now this is what's called Aliyah Sa'ilamais. Because when there's this burst of energy, of light and of warmth, then it's spreading through the world. And what's previously, on a regular weekday, what's a dark and distant world, is now a world which is higher, which is more elevated, which is more divine, which is more spiritual. However, for us, in order to be able to experience, like we learned also in the end of the last Maimar, for us to be able to experience this light and this infusion of energy, we too need to separate ourselves from our mundane tasks which we're engaged in during the world in order to be connected and tuned in to this elevation. Right? Yeah, understood? So that's what Shabbos and Yom Tov is about generally. It's about this concept of the sparks that are in the world. In other words, it's not just a lifting up of the worlds, but a lifting up of the souls of Yidin inside of the worlds as well. A Jew on Shabbos is different. It was the chassid of the Alter Rebbe who had to visit as an ashlichus of the Alter Rebbe he had to visit once Rabbi Yisrael Rijner. And he was sitting on Friday speaking, conversing with Rabbi Yisrael Rijner. And Rabbi Yisrael Rijner was smoking his pipe as he was wont to do. And by the Heilige Rijner, when Chatzos, midday, was reached on Friday, he already began to have an experience of Shabbos. And this chassid described what occurred by Rabbi Yisrael Rijner as soon as midday started. He said, the pipe sort of dropped from his mouth. didn't have anything to do with that anymore. And his entire visage changed. He looked like a different person. He said, if I would not have been sitting there, I would not have believed that this was the same person I was conversing with a moment before. It was clear that he had gone up to much higher worlds, and I was left here below. This is the way he described it. Sound like he's describing. But this, uh, this occurs by every single yid. Every single yid on Shabbos is able to have this experience. But on Chatzad, <laughs> that depends on you. People. You're able to you rise can. higher. <laughs> You're able to change and transform. There is the Aliyah Sa'ilamais and the Nitzaitzis. 
in the inside shekol nitzutz nishmas Yisrael misala b'madrega mepnei Hashem hameskala biitem haim. Every spark of a neshama of a yid misala rises up b'madrega in level mepnei ar Hashem hameskala biitem haim because of the light of Hashem which is shining during those times. And as a result of this, Shabbos and Yom Tiv is a time of light and a time of joy. And there is added to every single year, the light, the simcha, and joy. And the rejoicing in Hashem. To inflame the Neshamis. The Neshamis are like a uh, flame that bursts out on Shabbos and Yom Tiv, that it has this extra energy, to cleave to him, blessed be he, with more power. That's what Shabbos and Yom Tiv is. That's what occurs on Shabbos and Yom Tiv. That's what Shabbos and Yom Tiv is about. Yeah, um, how does that go with the idea that the world is constantly getting more concealed, and and that that you mean how, historically? No, I mean, I'm I'm saying like as like every day there's an Indian that that it gets less revealed and more hidden and more. Who's told you the world is getting less revealed? Like godliness, I'm saying. There is a concept of Yerida Sadeus that uh, the, through the generations there is a certain Yerida, a certain descent. On the other hand, there is also an idea that through, there is the Aveda of Kol Meshach Zman the investment of the Yidin throughout the time of exile, which accumulates and builds and the, the world is a world which is more prepared for godliness being revealed than ever before. But none of these are directly relevant to the idea that we're speaking in any case. Because we're speaking in the fiber of time of the year. In the year, in time, there is a weekly cycle. And in that weekly cycle, every Shabbos, there's Aliyah Sa'ilamais. And there's an annual cycle which goes through months. And in that annual cycle, there are certain holidays which bring this aliyah sa'ilamis, this rising of the worlds when they occur. Ubefratus, the Mimer says, to give a specific example, Bepesach, on Pesach, Miskala or Ava, there is revealed the light of Hashem's love, the light of Chesed Elyin, of the supernal chesed from above. And it's it's revealed inside of every neshama. This love that Hashem feels for us and that we feel for Hashem. And through this revelation, all of the sparks of the neshamis rise up Nishmei Yisrael, sorry, le'ayir as avarabel Hashem, that they reflect the love which is shining to them. Hashem's love for us is shining just like it did when Hashem looked down at us during Yitzias Mitzrayim. 
Zacharti Loch Avas Nuraich. The love of your youth when we were like little children in Mitzrayim and Hashem. Hashem's love to us, a pure love that a person feels towards a child that was revealed and this love is revealed every single Pesach and in reflection we feel a love towards Hashem as well. Don't say to Hashem. to Hashem. Although we feel to Hashem. Right. It reflects our love to Hashem. And through this light which is shining, again, this is as long as we're tuned into it. How do we tune into it? So on Pesach we tune into it, besides by not doing milacha, like on every Shabbos and Yom Tiv, we tune into it through eating Pesach and not eating chametz, etc. Through going through the customs and special tefillahs, the special prayers of Pesach. And to push away, to repel, all of the preventers, anything that's getting in the way, hamivatlim, which are mevato, which negate. In other words, there are certain things which negate. On Pesach, chametz would get in the way. On other, in other times, there are other things which would get in the way. Anything that is the opposite and and against neged. I'm uh, pushing away the love of Hashem. <coughs> that they are in general the taiva, the desire that a person feels for physicality. And this gives a person a boost to push away the sitra achra, the other side, the tumma, the impurity. It's the same thing, same thing, same thing. Ukamesha Kasev, like it says in the verse, Lemake Mitzrayim Bibchayrayim ki le'olam chastoy. Like it says in the verse, which we say in Tehillim, we say it just before Baruch Sha'amar, every Shabbos and Yom Tif, all the ki le'olam chastoys. So it says over there, Lemake Mitzrayim Bibchayrayim, to the one who smites Mitzrayim with their Bechayim, with their firstborn, Ki la'ilam chaste. In other words, what we want is that chasdai, the, the chasad, elyon of Hashem, should be revealed la'ilam in the world, that inside of this world there should be a revelation of Hashem's love, that we shouldn't feel love towards physical things, towards Gashmias, Taiva. What we should feel is the love of Hashem. And in order to do that, Hashem smites Mitzrayim through their firstborn. Their firstborn represents the taikif, the strength of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim represents that which is a constraint, that which which rejects the concept of Hashem. Like Pari said, who is Hashem that I should listen to him? And lemake Mitzrayim, bivchayrehem means to smite the Egyptians. That means to push away the opposition to godliness in order that there should be clarity of the light of Hashem which is shining.
Perush meaning shekadei sheyair leolam in the world leolam chastei or hachased haelyon the light of chastei of chased haelyon hika bechayir mitzrayim shehem hey malifchemiza Hashem smote the bechayir of mitzrayim ki leolam chastei not the bachim that's my job. <laughs> And the same is true with every Shabbos and every Yom Tif. For example, on Shavuos, just like on Pesach, there is the Giloy of Hashem's Chesed. On Shavuos, there is the Giloy of Hashem's Yirah. Just like on Matan Torah, when there was the Yirah, the awe and Bittal that the whole entire world felt to Hashem, the silence in listening to Hashem, not a single creature made a sound as Hashem spoke. Everything absorbed Hashem with complete bittel. And this is the gilui, the revelation that occurs every shvuas, a bittel, which completely pushes away the klipa, the negativity in the world. And on Sukkot there is the gilui of Yaakov Avinu, of Rachamim, of Hashem's mercy and Hashem's embrace, which is what the sukkah represents. So every single yamtiv, there is a revelation of Hashem's light inside of the world, which lifts up the yidin and allows them to be re-energized in order that they should be able to perform their mission. So again, in a weekly cycle, this occurs every Shabbos. In a monthly cycle, this occurs every Rish Chedish. There's a certain elevation. And in a yearly cycle, this occurs in the holidays, which take place throughout the months of the year. Could we say the same thing about on a multi-year cycle haka? Of course. as it says in the verse, who is this rising up from the desert? Ketimres Ashon, like pillars um, uh, f- um, of smoke. P- pillars rising up of smoke. Mikuteres. Mer. Mikuteres is um, uh, spiced. Uh, well, the the the, the the incense, but the smoke of the incense, the the mist of the incense, with mir, ulevaina, and levaina is another spice which is used in the incense. Mikol avkas reichel from all of the various powders of reichel of the uh, of the spice merchant. So this is the pasuk. It's a pasuk in Shir Hashirim, which is where the Yidin are praising the beauty of Hashem, and Hashem is praising the beauty of the Yidin. Now in this Mimer, we're going to interpret this Pasuk as referring to the Yidin, and Hashem expressing His love and affection to the Yidin in their beauty, in their specialness, and His excitement in seeing them. So this is what the Pasuk is going to describe. And specifically the Yidin, as the Yidin present themselves on Shabbosis and Yamim Tevim. Perush, Knesset Yisrael Nikra Es Zeis. 
Knesset Yisrael chooses to identify as a female. Knesset Yisrael is called Zeus. Zeus is feminine. The same word as Zeus Hanukkah. Why is Knesset Yisrael identified in a feminine way? Because Knesset Yisrael emerges from Malchus of Atzilus. Malchus of Atzilus is a feminine level. Because Malchus is a Mechabel, it receives from that which is above it. Therefore, the Zah, the Midas which are above it, which infuse into Malchus, they're called the Zachar, the male, and Knesset Yisrael is called the Nekeva, the recipient. So this is what's being referred to, Zois, Mi Zois, is referring to Knesset Yisrael. Oila, he Oila, she is rising up, specifically on Shabbos and Yom Tiv, Min Hamidbar, from the desert. Mm. The desert is the place where we wander throughout the week, throughout the workday, when we're here inside of the world. But on Shabbos and Yom Tev, we rise up from the desert. Now the desert, as we learned in Anila Daidi, is Shaheim Dvarim Hagashmim, they are the physical things, Asher Loi Lashem Heima, that are not for Hashem. When we're doing something, when we're engaged in the world for the sake of the shell that is inside of the world, not recognizing its spark, not recognizing its primus, that's a midbar, that's a desert. Emptiness. Wilderness. Shaheim doimim lemakayim midbar ushmama. Because when you're engaged in physical things just for the sake of those physical things, without appreciating their toich, their pnimius, their objective, what they're here for, then they are similar to a place of desolateness, midbar ushmama, a wilderness and a desolate place. Vigam midbar lashan dibor. And the language of midbar, desert, also is related to the word dibor, speech, dahainu devarim betalim. That's when you sit and bullshav. When you sit and bullshav. That's what they call it in yeshiva. Not at pressed. That's when you sit and waste time and speak about nonsense. In yeshiva they call it bullshoving. Huh? Now we call it Ag in China. Meisha, Meisha, Meisha stands you corrected. <laughs> These are empty words. And this is that which rises. I'm sorry. And not know when you go out of it, when you stop with all of your nonsense. You're sitting around and wasting time and being involved in dvarim shal mabekach, in nonsense. When you rise from all of this, that's Shabbos and Yom Tev Mizos, Oila Min Hamidbar, rising up the bullsho- from the bullshoving, rising up from the desolateness, 
The Knesset Israel is rising up from them on Shabbos and Yom Tov. And then, when you're rising up from this nonsense, which is not for Hashem, then then it's like pillars of smoke. Why smoke? What's the reference of smoke over here? Just like physical smoke. Why does something smoke when it's being burned? Where does smoke come from? Smoke comes from fire burning something which is the opposite of it. When it consumes that which is the opposite of it, that's what causes the smoke to rise. What is the opposite of fire? Water. So the reason why there's smoke when something burns is because there is moisture inside of the thing that's burning. The moisture which there is inside of, this is a science class, that there is inside of the wood or the psila or the wick that the fire is burning, that's what causes the smoke. The more lachluchis, the more moisture you have, the more ashan, the more smoke you have. That there isn't that thing. The same is true when the light of Hashem reveals itself in on Shabbos and Yom Tiv. So if you'll allow yourself to be inflamed to be consumed by that fire which is <coughs> shining on Shabbos and Yom Tiv, then that fire will burn inside of you and all of the negativity the oppositeness the gashmias, the bullshoving of the weak will all be consumed and that which is opposite to Hashem like you have chas v'shalom of three bakram sitting and watching a movie together that's something which is completely opposite of Hashem. It's complete emptiness without any godliness there. There's no purpose, there's no objective, there's no inspiration, there's no possible excuse for something like that. Come Shabbos, and Shabbos burns it up. But you need to experience Shabbos. You need to get out of bed. You need to learn chsidis. You need to daven. You need to eat the suda. You need to be by the fabrengen. You need to be by shir. You need to experience Shabbos. And then, that which is negating Hashem that a person has during the week will be consumed inside of this fire. And you'll see the smoke. But a beautiful smoke which is rising up, not a ferocious smoke, a beautiful pillar of smoke which is rising up from this fire which is burning and consuming the negativity. 
Kishar Hashem Meskala Bishabasis Vyam Tevim, Seyrif, it burns, Umechala, and consumes Davar Hahapuch Hahipuch Hagaloi. Anything that's the opposite, that opposes the revelation. Le'ikafya le'sitra achra. It's koife, it bends over the negativity, the sitra achra, the other side, all of the concealment of godliness, in order that godliness should be able to be revealed and shine through. That which is concealing godliness, it pulls it away. It bends it over so that you should be able to have the revelation of the Pneumius and not get caught up in the Klippa, in the Sitra Acha, in the Chitzainius. Then the Pasuk continues. It says, That we explained. Now it continues and says, So now first we have to explain this word, Mikuteres. Vigamhi mikuteris. It's also, I'm not sure what word is used in the translation of the word mikuteris itself, but it's like a fine mist, which kitor nikra ashon dak. Kitor is called thin smoke, a thin smoke, a very light smoke, which is filling the room with a pleasant and beautiful aroma. Like the light of spices, of migmar and kateris, of uh, the fragrance which fills the room. And because it's so light, you, you came up with a good word? diameter. <laughs> no, not the right one. And because of its thinness, because it's so light, it's not called smoke. In the Torah, ki im b'shem anan. It's called anan hakteris. It's called the cloud of the kteris. That means the energy, the aroma, the 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 atmosphere which is created by the kteris. K'meshikasa v'chisa anan hakteris. It says the anan, this 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 the 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 cloud of the kteris covered over the oil mayid. It does not burn and consume something which is completely the opposite of it. In other words, we're talking about someone over here who's already lifted himself up. He's a, he doesn't engage in any of these things which are opposing godliness. He's a from Yid, a holy Jew, a Yid who wakes up for what he's supposed to and is involved in what he's supposed to be doing. And he's engaged constantly in pursuit of godliness. However, he's still transforming from the week to Shabbos. And he's rising up a level. So that which he was doing earlier, which was a a, a, a more heavy, not negative, it's not lachluchis of the opposite, of the of the fire of godliness, but it's still a more heavy, a more concealed, a more dense activity. On Shabbos, he's rising up to a new level, to a holier level. And in that, there is this mist, this aroma, this this it's fineness. What? This fineness. Fineness. Fine, like fine. That's the dark. Yeah. The, 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 the Mikuteris. Mm-hmm. 
because the thing that the fire is consuming doesn't have any opposite, just a tiny drop. It's a tiny drop, like a, a, a thin pill that has a medicine inside of it, right? You need something to hold on to the medicine. But it's just something, a tiny drop, that's not what you're eating. What you're eating is the medicine. There still has to be on this level this mekuteres that the mekuteres indicates that something is being consumed in the fire and causing this much finer um, uh, smoke. To burn and to consume each individual according to his level and according to the level of his neshama in iloi achar iloi in rising height after height and rising level after level higher and higher. That means that as much as we rise ourselves, raise ourselves up, we still have higher to go. We've never reached a pinnacle because the pin- pinnacle is infinite. We still have more to achieve. And on Shabbos and Yom Tov is a time when we're achieving that more, and therefore it causes this effusion of this uh, this this it, it causes this spread of this beautiful aroma which is what Shabbos and Yom Tov is all about understood mm-hmm. yeah and afterwards then afterwards a person becomes on the level of mar so it's k'tayras mar what's mar we learned about mar in the last mimer right Mar is mir. So who ha'amar b'megillah? This is that which it says in the Megillah. It says this in the second chapter of the Megillah, where it describes this uh, um, uh, this um, uh, contest that Achashverosh made in order to find a new wife, and there were all these girls who were gathered together and it says when each girl's turn arrived to come to the king after she was engaged in preparation for 12 months because that's the amount of time that they needed in order to get their proper miruke um, hand, their proper um, uh, the, the, um, the, the, over here it says anointing, but uh, their the, the various um, beautification processes. They would spend six months in the oil of myrrh, and six months in Bissamim, in order that these pleasant aromas should completely be um, become part of them before they enter to the king. Now this is describing on a deeper level the entrance of every single neshama to Hashem. 
that when every single neshama comes to Hashem, it spends this preparation time and soaking in Shem and Hamar and Bissamim in order to be able to reach this level of Hashem. And this is describing also over here in the Pasuk when we're talking about the Mekuteres Mer, as the Maimer explains. That the Mekuteres Mer is this preparation in order to be able to cleave to Hashem, to be closer to Hashem. By Chassidim, who were going into the Rebbe for Yechidus, they used to prepare themselves for a year in in um, uh, following this verse, this pasuk, that before entering into the king, you have to first spend shisha chadashim b'shemen hamar v'shisha chadashim b'besamim. What's the shemen hamar? The shemen hamar the Maimer describes over here is shisha chadashim b'shemen hamar shemen u'bichinas chachma. Oil is the level of chachma. Lios b'bichinas mar b'bichinas mirirus. What's chachma? The Chachma, Shemen, is connected to Chachma. Oil is connected to Chachma, as is known, that um, uh, the, 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 there's this connection between oil and Chachma. It says in the Gemara that um, uh, when a person uses olive oil in order to, um, uh, to, to light the Shabbos candles, this is something which brings a reward of Talmidei Chachamim, of wise children, because Shemen, which is the inner the, 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 the inner um, level of the olive, represents the Chachma, which is the inside of the person. So this is the Shemen, which is the level of Chachma. And what does a person have to understand, and what does a person have to be, be to, to perceive? The mar, the bitterness. What's the bitterness? that he looks at the world and those things that people in the world perceive as sweet, the potato kogel and the sushi and the steak and the fancy cars and the gashmias and the beautiful this and that, that the world perceives as sweet and gishmak, he sees it as more, as bitter, as horrible. He sees it as something which is just a concealment of godliness, not horrible in a, in a way of, I, I mean horrible in a, when it stands on its own, when it's just the klipa, when it's just the peel, it's something which is bitter, which is what happens when you have too much potato kugel, right? Potato kugel is very gishmak. You eat too much of it, what happens to you? You feel very bitter. You say the, the whole world is about the az and the eyes. Everything that's here in the world is about the az and the eyes. There are some things that start with a, like a piece of potato kugel and ends with oi when you're sitting afterwards with the stomachache. And there are some things that start with oi, like the aveda, the work that you have to do in, 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 in serving Hashem, which takes effort and exertion, but it ends with ah, with the geshmak of Ganeiden and so on, the, the, the connecting to Hashem. Since we're talking about, over here in this verse, the zeis oilam in Amidbar, that you rose up from the Midbar. The Midbar is where you're connecting to the taivas of Gashmias as they are just as an external shell 
but you rose up from that. And a person scatters and separates the negativity. That it should be consumed and burned in the level of Ashan first where it's burning the strong opposition and then the level of Kita where it's burning the finer opposition as we discussed. Azai, then, when a person is completely separated from the Gashmis, as long as a person still has Taivas, he can't really feel the Shemen Hamar, he can't really feel how the world and its Klippa is bitter. Because it's Geshmak, it's not bitter. I know that I'm not supposed to eat too much ice cream, but I enjoy ice cream. Especially vanilla ice cream. Right, Yanko? Yanko? Yes. Only vanilla, right? Here. What? Here. Vanilla ice cream, right? Not chocolate. <laughs> but when a person rises up, when a person separates himself from the midbar, from the emptiness, from the, 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 the shell, then he understands well the idea of the mirirus, the bitterness. From that which is opposite. Eich umahu. He's able to, to see that the gashmis ultimately is just a bitter externality to the sweetness and the gashmak of Elikus, which is inside of it. So that's the next part of the Pasuk. And then it says, in the Pasuk, it says, Mekuteris Mer, but then it says, Ulevayna. What's Levaina? Levaina is like the Shisha Chadashim Babisamim, like the Maim is going to teach us. That's the next level. After you had the Shisha Chadashim Basham and Amar, that means becoming completely separated, completely Minutok from the physicality and the externality of this world, then you're able to reach the level of That's the joy that a person experiences. The pleasure and the immense um, uh, rejoicing in Hashem. The joy that a Yid rejoices in his maker, in Hashem. That's reflected in the Levaina, first of all, because the Levaina is a collection of different spices, which is the level of Bina as opposed to the level of Chachma. The level of Chachma is sharper, more harsh in a way. The level of Bina is the absorption, the appreciation, the collection, the Patpuri. So the level of Levaina comes with more Simcha and Chadva. And furthermore, the level of Levaina, it's related to the word white, Levaina. We know that there's Marashchaira and Marashchaira, there's the black liver and the white liver. The black liver represents someone who's heavy and depressed and, and morose. And the white liver represents someone who is happy and elevated and lighter. You have a strange liver. And this is the idea, you need to drink some mashke, it'll fix it. That's the idea of the six months 
in besamim in spices just like we're describing physically in the verse where the spices this the the aroma of the spices is it becomes niklat absorbed and enters into the person's body and it gives the person a tremendous a deep pleasure bedashan a deep pleasure it gives him a me'anig bedashan nafshe hagam shehudavr she'em mamish, and this is despite the fact that it's something that it has no mamashus it has no tangibility ve'ein nira smell is not something that can be seen v'neskal it's not revealed l'ayin to the eye rak niklat hareyach l'seich gufay it just becomes absorbed inside of the person. And now, because the person spent so much time amongst these present aromas, he now has a present fragrance that emits from him as well. And the same is true, obviously, if a person is engaging in negative things, like if a person is Rahman Litzlan, Chas V'Shalom, sitting and watching a movie, then those negative things, Chas V'Shalom, Rahman Litzlan, become absorbed in him and part of him, and they also emit from him. But the, over here we're speaking about that there is the pleasantness from spending time amongst the holy places and the spiritual places that become absorbed inside of him. The same is true also with regard to the joy in Hashem. Who may alma de iskasya? Joy is something that comes from the hidden world. That means the revealed world is the pizza and the sushi that we see. And when we're connected to this revealed world, then we're connected to bitterness. And there is an unpleasant aroma that becomes absorbed inside of us. But when we recognize that this is all a shell, it's all an externality, that there's something pnimius, that it's containing something beautiful, something powerful, something holy, something light inside of it, and you connect to that light, then you're connecting to Alma Descasia, to the concealment, and this brings joy. It gives joy to the heart and inflames it to to become um, uh, inflamed also such a language of becoming inflamed in the light of Hashem. And finally, the end of the verse says, Mikol avkas reichel, from all of the powders of the spice merchants, heimkol mine hislavos, these are all different types of excitement, asher bechol nefesh mi Yisrael, that there is by every single Jew, kol chad lefum shiura delay, each according to his level. In other words, in the rejoicing in Hashem, the reason why we are different people, you and I, we're not the same identity. The reason why is because you're supposed to experience one type of chedva, and I'm supposed to experience a different type of chedva. Joy and excitement in Hashem, pleasure in Hashem. And each one of us, through experiencing that joy, are drawing down the objective of what we're here for in a way that creates a beautiful tapestry.
of godliness here in this world. V'hu inyin, and this is the idea of bitamruke hanashim in the in, in the various um, makeups, in the various. Uh, um, uh, whatever it is, of the women, which it describes in the second chapter of Megillas Esther, that it's with these things that the Naira, the girl, i.e. Knesset Yisrael, as Yidin, enter into the king. So this is what Shabbos and Yom Tev is about. Shabbos and Yom Tev is going to Aspa. A spa where we get these beautiful aromas that encompass us and envelop us and become absorbed in us and lift us up from the midbar, from the harshness, the desolateness, the emptiness of the world in order that we could connect to something greater, to something higher, to something more beautiful. However, the Mimer is going to continue, and this we'll learn tomorrow, Bezos Hashem, and say that all of this amazingness that we've just described, as great and fantastic as it is, it's only the Rosh Hasharbet. It's only the head of the scepter. It's not the entire scepter. The entire scepter, that's Purim. I think I might be getting my wires a little crossed on this one. I just want to like make sure. So, because we said sorry that if the, I did that to you. <laughs> so you said that it's the um, the, the smoke rising is on Shabbos and Yontif, right? But then there's also a process of infusing yourself with the smells. So, is there a difference between the process experiencing and Shabbos and Yontif uh, is the infusing yourself with the smells and thereby being able to rise up with it. And connect Tasha. But that's to say that if you didn't actively engage with the Shabbos and the Yuntif, you didn't actively take the smells and. So then it's like a person who runs through a spice shop that maybe he'll get a tiny drop of a lingering aroma, but uh, it'll be very faint and very distant. But then when the fire comes, what would the smoke look like? Like there wouldn't be any smoke then, right? Then there's gonna, from the well, well, if he if he allows the fire to take hold in him, there'll be all the smoke of all the negativity, um, uh, which is being separated and being burned up, and that smoke will definitely rise up. But in order to actually create the smoke to get to a higher place, you need to actively engage in the sweetness, which is the um, and you need to be inflamed in the excitement of Shabbos and Yom Tov. If chas v'shalom on Shabbos, you're just like sleeping in bed or separating yourself from the experience of Shabbos, then you're not really getting it. The flame is not taking hold in you. So then there's two parts to it. There's Hashem who gives the flame, and there's also yourself who engages with the spice. And you need both to create a smoke, which is you actually rising to a higher level. Yes. Okay, let's go to the spa. <laughs> a terrorist trip. I'm not sure what a spa is, but <laughs> I, th- I think I more or less got it right. Okay. This is, the, this is the reason for the halacha that you have to. You can't have a wonderful day. On your, uh, on your clothes on Shabbos, you have to do it again. It's only, it's only the. Take care. It's only good. Bye.
No, it comes from it comes from Bolshevik. No, it comes from Shaving's bull. Never heard never heard this term. It's a more yeshiva. Ah, okay. So you got that. So you're saying Tavares is not a yeshiva. Good. What is the part that the, the myrrh starts with being bitter? Like the myrrh is naturally, let's say, like found in the desert, but in its original state, it's bitter. So you have to labor upon the myrrh. So what is the the myrrh? What is the nimshal of the myrrh? The nimshal is you're starting with something which is very gashmius, mm-hmm. and you're transforming it through um, uh, rejecting its current state. You're transforming it to something elevated and holy. Would that be like pizza that you've decided is only pizza that like helps you to serve Tyra? Oh, this one is this kind of whatever, but the myrrh is like the gospel, then there's another one that's like the attitude, you know, but they all Sounds good. Always. Very, 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 very